That man is a legend. I think Chef Boyardee is from Torino, right? Why do you... Why do you... He's the head chef of the Juventus team. I'm disgusted right now. Well, Chef Boyardee? You shouldn't be because it's delicious. No, it's not. That's Torinese food, no? <laughs> That's what they feed the Juventus You're lucky players. I know that both of you are kidding. Because if, imagine if kidding. I didn't know you. Yeah, who said who said we're kidding? Yeah, fettuccine Alfredo is the best Italian stop dish it. there is. Stop Sicilian pizza. Make it stop. Oh, it's the best pizza. Yeah, it's the best pizza. Best pizza I've ever had was in Venice. No, it's not. This is incredible pizza. No, stop Venetian Venetian pizza. Venetian pizza. That's I'm right. getting heated right now. What do you think is the best pizza? Napoli. In Napoli. Pasquale's nah, pizza. Definitely so. here. Nah. Pasquale's pizza. For sure. Oh, Pasquale. Yeah, I know. Yeah, see? Hmm. I love Pasquale. We've got a, we've got and a quite a where few are they from? Here. Yeah, Napoli. but nothing beats Neapolitan. They're like, from Napoli. Yeah. And it's delicious. Yeah, and he also told you to yeah, take off that crap that you yeah, he did. to his restaurant. Well, he told you the same thing. Yeah, because I was Oh, forced. yeah, that's right. We didn't. We never even really got a chance to talk about that. You guys finally went went through with your bet. Mm-hmm. Rui threw on the Juventus jersey and bought Joe some pizza. What kind of pizza did he end up getting you? Oh, he got me the Was the it the classic. pineapple pizza? No. Ah, that would, that's not, not allowed. That. Okay. It All right. Pineapple. Just making sure. Is that what he said? Pineapple? Sure. It's a, it's yeah. a garbage. Pizza. You're the one who likes the pineapple listen, pizza. Listen, no, no. Pineapple, it's, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. It is garbage. It's not real pizza. All right. When you order American pizza, it's not real pizza. You get you get Big Tony's you, pizza, you, you get to Ron's, you get Domino's. Not it's not real pizza. pizza. <laughs> no, it's not real pizza. Papa Gino's Pizza Hut. Guy, that's like pizza. saying SpaghettiOs is not real Italian food. That's bullshit. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> well, in <laughs> some parts of Italy, that is. Stop it. No. It's pretty close. No, we're stopping this now. All right, no, no, no. Hold on. Finish, no, uh, finish your... No, I, I, all right. Listen. I would never, ever, ever tarnish a Neapolitan style pizza I know you wouldn't. with pineapple. I believe you. There's only one way that I eat a Neapolitan style pizza and it's margarita. That's it. Margarita pizza. That's it. No other way. It's I'll try if, if someone else gets something else, you know, with the arugula and the prosciutto and the four cheese pizza. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take a bu- I'll take a slice. But I always get mine classic margarita yeah, you pizza. You can't beat that. That's my favorite. And there's nothing there's nothing in this world that's better. Then, an original margarita Neapolitan yeah, right. style pizza. Shout out to Pasquale's. Yeah, Shout I was just gonna say, where did you guys end up going? Pasquale's. Was it Pasquale's? Yeah, and we almost got thrown out of the restaurant because I was forced to wear that crap that Joe made me wear. And oh, you lost the bet, so they had the game on too. It was kind of fitting, actually. Yeah, it was. It was a great time. It's the best. So, the best. The best. Yeah, we got to go around. Three of us. We really do back. need to take Dylan there. We do need to take him there. Absolutely. But Should anyway, we fellas, we. We are back. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Card Report. We are back from our little uh, winter break. Yeah. Holidays are over. Christmas, New Year's officially done. And the big news that's really happening in the in the soccer world is the transfer window. That's really the biggest thing going on right now. Yeah, it's the only thing going um, on. Re- yeah, really the only thing going on right now. Um, the winter transfer window is open. It's going to, what is it, open for another couple of weeks? Yeah, uh, I believe in most leagues it ends at the end of the month. Um, yeah, the some places first. it's sooner, um, but overall, it's, it's most pretty much leagues. The 31st. Are, yeah, it's mostly. I think City I bumped it back to the thirty first, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, still got a couple of more weeks. A lot of moves are still going to be uh, still going to be made. There's a lot of potential 
transfer moves mm-hmm. that could happen. Maybe it'll be pushed off until the summertime. We shall see. We still have some time. But um, I feel like that's the theme for this for this winter transfer window, though, is that a lot of the moves are are being announced now, but they're not going to actually happen until the summertime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're getting all the business handled and all the agreements made, and then in the summer, they'll actually make the final moves. So that's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, there hasn't been anything groundbreaking. No, no massive names have been moved as of right now. Who knows within the next couple of weeks? But some of the ones that have that have officially been transferred right at, at, to this point, we have uh, Alfonso Davies, the Canadian, who was originally uh, playing for the Vancouver Whitecaps. He actually just got transferred to Bayern. Um, and also wow. moving to Bayern was uh, Benjamin Pavard. I remember reading about who that. Who was yeah. with Stuttgart. Right. Correct me if I'm not pronouncing that the right no, way. You nope, got it right. You got it right. Yeah. Right. Uh, German of, word you got right. Yeah. yeah. Hardest. A uh, couple, right. couple of the other ones are Portuguese native Pep is coming back from the Turkish league. He's going back to Porto. Oh, yeah. Which is Rui's very, uh, very happy about that. Um, and I think the last big name is uh, Diego Godin. From Atletico to Inter, yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a huge move. On top of those four, Mario Icardi and Iguain are also in some transfer talks, um, both possibly going to Chelsea. And Eden Hazard might be on his way out too. Correct. Yes. Well, and There's not a lot of rumors. Icardi and Iguain wouldn't be going together. It's almost going to be a. It's like either, one or either, the other. Either, yeah. Or maybe neither. Or and neither. Yeah. These are all rumors, guys. I mean, I guess just to start with the first couple of um, couple of names, Alfonso Davies and Benjamin Pavard over at Bayern, those are kind of big moves for Bayern because they have Pavard's massive. Pavard is Pavard is a big a big pickup for them. Yeah. How about, how about um, the clause that they paid for him? Thirty five million. Yeah. How old steal. is this kid? I want to say he's twenty two, twenty three ish. Um, he's young. He's a f- fantastic prospect. Um, he's been playing well. Stuttgart hasn't been hasn't been playing well this year. They have one of the worst defenses in in the Bundesliga. But you know you can make like the Romagnoli case for Pavard. He's been playing well, but the rest of his defense, the rest of his team hasn't. And yeah, it's been sure. Leading up to a lot of goals allowed this this year. Um, I mean, we've seen him in the World Cup. Yeah, this even if is, you, yeah, if you look at his World Cup performances, mm-hmm. he's naturally a center back, and he can play on the right. He can play defensive midfield. He played uh, right back for France in the World Cup this past summer, right? Yeah, yeah he did. He, it, he flourished. Yeah. yeah, he did a great job. And not yeah, only whole... not only he did he play well on defense. This guy was contributing on the attack. Yeah, he scored one which of the is goals very of unique. the tournament. He it's, scored a great goal. Oh, incredible shot against um that strike against uh, Argentina. All the way in the bottom corner. Far yeah. far, yeah, far just corner. Curved, oh, just yeah. curved. It was awesome. It's like he came off like the outside of his foot, that volley, and just bent. I don't mean to um to like interrupt the tangent that you were going on with um with Pavard, but this just popped into my head like what for both of you guys, what do you think what sort of position is he gonna occupy at Bayern? Is he gonna be a right back? Because th- that's that's Kimmich's position, isn't it? Right. But um, this year, Kimmich has actually, has actually been playing defensive um, defensive midfield. Yeah, because um, he can. He's capable of it. I mean, he's so versatile. He can play almost anywhere on the pitch. 
they've been using him a lot alongside uh, Goretzka this year as a defensive midfielder, but I think his true dominant natural position is right back. Um, depending, well, Pavard's not going to not gonna join Bayern Munich until the summertime. Yeah, they just finalized the deal now. I believe in, depending on what happens to Boateng and Hummels, I believe one of them is going to stay next year. We might see a three... We might see three center backs rotate between Sule, Hummels, or Boateng. Mm-hmm. I believe only one of them are going to stay, and then there's going to be Pavard, Pavard in that mix. If mm-hmm. not, you can also have Hummels and Sule, or Hummels or Boateng and Sule, and then you'll have Pavard at the right back position, and yeah. then force Kimmich to the, the uh, more of a defensive midfield position. Yeah, maybe uh maybe they're even just trying to give Kimmich some competition for that position. Um, yeah, but you don't want to put you don't want to put Pavard on the bench just yeah. as a right back. You oh, want to yeah, you want to saying... get him involved somehow because right. his natural position is center back. Sure. Who can play right back? He you know and and here's another thing too. We 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 mentioned few few episodes back when we did that whole episode on on Bayern Munich where they haven't really been going after these young players. It's a very old squad. It was or a very vet, old veteran, squad. Veteran squad, yeah. Yeah, vet, you can vet, say veteran old, squad. It's the same thing. And it's like they've been so reluctant to spend on players to bring to the club. Like we saw, we saw them loan out Renato Sanchez. It, it it didn't work out the first year. Then they loaned him out to Swansea. It didn't work out there for him. Um, they sold Douglas Costa, who's pretty young. Yeah, they did. Like in that, he's what, what, like 26, 27 years old? Yeah. Around that age. Mm-hmm. They sold him. Then they restructured, oh, uh, they re-signed um, Rafinha. They re-signed Robin. They re-signed Ribéry. These old players right. that are far past their prime. And it's like, where's where's this young team? Right. It, it Where, where's the future? Exist. Where's the new era? Where's the fresh, the fresh blood, the, the, the fresh legs? So this is where the, that's... Bayern's director saying, "Oh yeah, Pavard's the guy who's going to jumpstart that that young player revolution." Him and Alfonso right. Davies too. Yeah, yeah. Alfonso Davies uh, is eighteen, and Benjamin Pavard is twenty-two. So yeah, they're definitely yeah. going so, for youth on that one, and that's so awesome. It's it's awesome to to hear another you know North American making it into the uh, into the um, European elite, so to speak. That's a huge move from the Whitecaps to Bayern. Dude, yeah, the kid has amazing. potential. This kid is really good. Hopefully, he gets enough playing time. I bet you. I, bet, it's gonna I, take I hope time. so. It's going to take, so take time. So, my question for you guys is: with these two young signings, you know, what does that mean for Bayern's future? And also, how does this impact their veteran players moving forward? Um, not only for this year, but in the following years, in terms of either playing time or maybe transferring from the club, staying with the club. So I don't I don't know what do you guys think? Well, um as for the veteran players, Joe, I believe um I believe Robin and Ribery. I know Robin came out and said that this is his last year at mm-hmm. Bayern Munich. I believe this is also Ribery's last season too. Yeah. Um this is it for them. So after this year, those two are going to be going to a new location. They're going to be playing ball somewhere else. Um and this is going to make room for the younger Younger players, and I think by, I both, don't think Bayern is done. Both Ribery and Robin, Robin are wingers, and Davies is a winger. Davies is a winger, yes. Yeah, so, and 
He's young. I don't know if he'll get starting time. No, right, right from the beginning. He, no, he won't because they still have Nabri hopefully and, and he'll Coleman. Be a, he'll eventually turn into the replacement for one of those two guys. Yeah, eventually, if things um, don't work out with with Coleman and 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 Nabri, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, on top of that, I think I think Bayern is actually finally taking the the proper steps for for their new era for the future. Um, they're they're looking at Jaden Sancho from from Borussia. They just happen to do that to Borussia Dortmund all the time. They always look at their their young promising guys. They always find a way to you know just yeah. to, just to pick up the, their flourishing players like Hummels and Lewandowski and and Mario Götze. It's what they do. Yeah, it takes it takes some um, weapons away from the competition. Yep, and that's why they've been so dominant over the years. Um, they're looking at J- Jaden Sancho. They're looking at Callum Hudson Odoi. A little controversial, uh, I don't know, like spectacle going on over there because uh, Sadi Maurizio Sadi is not very uh, very happy with uh, the way Bayern approached them. Yeah, uh, he had a few comments to say earlier this week, or. I don't, maybe not even earlier this week. I think it was yesterday. I'd probably say the same thing, though. You know, but um, and there's also this possibility of Lucas Hernandez from Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Too. Uh, we heard about it. It died off and then they just picked up Pavard and we thought that it was just going to be completely off. But rumors are still lingering around that Bayern might just go all out. Pay the eighty million or so or whatever it is. So they'll have pick two up. French, two French fullbacks. Yeah, but Hernandez can also play center back. Yeah, so and I mean, also, there's two, two also Pavard, backs. also Pavard, plays yeah. plays center back. Yeah, they they're both um, versatile defenders. Well, one thing that I really, what I'm really impressed with with Bayern Munich right now is actually going after Pavard um, and making this deal happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, there was rumors the last like month or so that Bayern is the front runner, this and that. But you know, it was just rumors, but. They pulled the trigger on this, and I'm really, really curious to see what's going to happen when you, when they put him, Pavard, and Sule together in the long run. Yeah, as a center back duo. See, I'm really. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like the German Bonucci and Chiellini from a few years ago, where Sule is just that that that, that aggressive. disciplined, aggressive tackling machine mm-hmm. you know he's fantastic at it he's just he's a pure defender and i think years from in a few years from now he's going to be one of the better center backs in the world mm-hmm. one of the best ball winners in the world and then you have pavard who's yeah he can he can defend he he positions well but he's also got that touch where you can create yeah. you can start and ignite a build up from the back control the tempo and i think that can be very crucial uh, for Bayern Munich, especially when they have players like Goretzka, they have players like Renato Sanchez that are still growing. And if Kit, if Kimmich happens to play in the in the in the middle, he can they can start a build up, some kind of communication with those type of players. There's so many young players that are now on Bayern Munich that are very promising, or there are potential signings awaiting. You know. Yeah. Joe, so, I think this is I think this is a great opportunity. I think. I think this is a great opportunity for Bayern, and I think they're taking the right, um, taking the right steps for the future. Finally, 
You want to comment on that quickly before we move on? Um, or? I mean, I think Rui Rui kind of knocked it out of the park. It'll be inter- It'll just be really interesting to see how the young players kind of take over for the veteran players. It's probably not going to be a pretty start to the season for Bayern. That's just that's what happens whenever you get new. You mean without the the following next year without Ribery? Yeah, and Robin. come the start yeah. of the season, I bet you it'll be a bumpy start. It'll take time for the team to gel and all that good stuff. But you know, if the Bayern directors have faith in the players and faith in whichever coach they still have, like if Kovach is still the coach and blah blah blah, then you know you, it could be a really bright future. We just have to wait and see. Yeah, and it's Bayern Munich. You know, they they always find a way. They They'll always find a way. They'll be competitive. The right players. They're always competitive, right? And um, I think it's gonna work. Yeah. It always does for them. You know, if they have a year or two off where they're just like not on the money, they always find a way to just pull through. Right. Yeah, so moving on to the next name on our list, it was uh, Pep moving over to Porto from, uh, I forget what. Besiktas. 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 From the Turkish League, yep. Yep. Yeah, Besiktas so they had, been um, having. They had some financial issues, correct? Yep. Yeah. Had some financial issues and Pep decided to come back home. Yeah, uh, mutual agreement between the both sides. Pep understood, and he agreed to terminate his contract along with the club. It was nothing controversial. It was nothing uh, form-related. Pep's been playing just fine over there in the Turkish League. It's just they couldn't afford him anymore. And what other way to to finish off your career than um, going back to the to the team where you, you had the most yeah. success prior to... To, to Real Madrid. And yeah, I think that's a that's a great spot for him to end up. He wasn't, you know, he was still in good form. He was playing good ball over in the Turkish League after he left Real Madrid. And um, obviously he's getting, it, it's much later in his career. He probably only has maybe, uh, what would you say, two, three years left? Yeah, the max. He's 35 max, already. Max right. Yeah, so no, I, think, I think he's got one more Euro left next year. Yeah. Maybe. But, Portugal's really lacking on defense, so yeah, I think he's going to be there. <laughs> and he's still playing well. He's not the same defender as he was in the past, but yeah. um, well, he's still effective. Yeah, he's in he the twilight of his effective. career. Yeah, he's in the twilight of, of his career. He's on the. He's definitely on the downswing. Yeah, um, well, but that's thought, not to say that he's a bad defender. He's still a good defender. He still offers a lot of experience at the top level, and you know. Porto, it, it it's a very very fitting move for Porto, and I think it's a good move. It shows that they still really care about their club legends, mm-hmm. and they're really giving him that opportunity to to retire with the club where, as Rui said, he had the most success. So prior to yeah, so prior to prior to Real Madrid, yeah, yeah. So despite his age, like we had mentioned, he is getting much older. He is, would you say, thirty five? Thirty five, yeah. He is still playing good ball, so. How does that impact Porto's back four right now? Oh, it it, it just you know what is what does their back four look like moving forward for the rest of the year and and next year? It just helps. It helps more. You're adding a much more experienced and and talented and you know quality quality player to the to the to that defense. Um, Porto's been playing great this year. Their defense. Their young stud Milik down the Brazilian twenty-year-old, who's originally a right back, naturally a right back. 
He's been playing the center back position, and he's just flourished. Absolutely flourished this season. Um, the Porto's back four looked consisted of uh, Alex Tellez, Militão, uh, Philippe, and Maxi Pereira. Now with Pep, Pep's going to take Militão's place, and they're going to put Militão back um back into the right spot uh position and I think that's that's perfect for where Porto uh for what Porto wants right now. I think they're going to be even stronger that way and it's going to add more depth on that fullback position because they've had Corona who's a winger kind of like what Cuadrado's doing at at Juventus. Yeah. You know, dropping back at right back at times. Mm-hmm. It just it's just not the right move, you know. And yeah, it, it's good to have a player like Maxi Pereira who's in the wrong side of his 30s. He's past his prime. He's still solid, but he's a good player to come off the bench because he can play left or right back. Um, just adding more depth, more talent, more experience, a um, a winning defender, and another character and leader into that locker room. I think it's a great move for Porto. Great move. Yeah, one of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing is the impact he'll have on Porto's Champions League run this year. Obviously, again, we talked about his age, his experience, all that stuff. The experience helps and is so crucial in a tournament like the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, again, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? How, Joe, how will that affect their their Champions League run You know, for the rest of the season? Well, it, it'll definitely do nothing but help. Porto's defense um, really hit all the boxes, if you know what I mean. He he checked all those boxes, you know, experience, still a good defender, all that stuff, talented. But I think where he'll where he'll really help the most is he's a leader for that defense. He will be a leader for that defense, and um, just the amount of experience he's had in the Champions League. They're facing Roma which Roma aren't exactly in the best position right now in Serie A. They've been heating up lately, though. They've been, heat- they've been doing better. The offense has been flying lately. They've been doing a lot better. Um, Ed and Jacko is still not firing on all cylinders, so there's still a lot of question marks hanging over them. But one thing that actually just crossed, like, just crossed my mind is Pep has a history of red cards that have just stacked up, just him losing his head. Mm-hmm. So there's always that element where he could be a liability for the Porto defense. But I feel like in his in his older age, he has calmed down a little bit. You definitely haven't seen mm-hmm. him have as many of those incidents. We saw it in the World Cup. A we did pep. see it in the World Cup. It's like we, weird. He's we like actually being nice to people, to, to the opposition and... There was one. I think it was against Spain, though. I think there was one incident where he just like he, he lost his cool, but I don't. He didn't get a card or anything. Yeah, but it was kind of like, it was garbage. Uh, oh, didn't another, he like someone pat him on the back? Yeah, oh, that was Benassia. That, this, oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, Morocco. Against Morocco. Yeah, Morocco. and he went down really he soft. Down, but, yeah, but yeah. like that, it was weird. Like throughout this tournament, he was just like. It's like wow. I was watching this guy. He's like, why is he like being so nice to the referee? Like, yeah, usually he just loses it. But that was the only incident that I could I could think of recently. But you know, sometimes people never change, and who knows? Maybe Pep won't change. Uh, but he he, like I said before, he hasn't had an incident like that in a very long time. But there's always that chance. So I guess overall, 
it's a plus. It's a plus for Porto. They'll definitely be a little bit more secure at the back. That's yeah, all I got to say. I think it. so too. Believe it or not, Joe, I know you had mentioned his red cards. Um, throughout his entire career, he has only received direct red cards. He has only received five in his entire career. Yeah, but you, like that guy has like a lot of yellow cards. Yeah. Oh, his yellow cards are definitely up there. You want to <laughs> take a guess at how many yellow cards the guy has? Eighty-five. <laughs> For his career? Oh, that's. Uh, oh well, yeah, more than that. It's got to be in the hundreds. It's got to yeah. be in the hundreds. We're just thinking strictly like Real Madrid here. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Because I know from jumped. from I remember in the year in twenty sixteen. So he was at Real Madrid from two thousand seven. And at that time, 2016, he had like 78 yellow cards just with Real Madrid. Right. Now, I can only imagine it's like probably 90, 100. Yeah. How many How many is it, Dylan, for his career? Uh, for his career, total number of yellow cards, 124 yellow cards. Holy <laughs> crap. Wow. Jesus. I just remember whenever I think of Pep, I think of that one incident that he had with Real Madrid where he... Kick the guy in the just one in the back. Well, no, he had multiple, but this is the one I think of first. Is when he just like kicked, nine. He like kicked the dude in the head. I forget who it was oh, against. Yeah, he's yeah, he and that was the dude garbage. In the head, and I forget stomped on the yeah, guy's he groin. On them. Yeah, no, it's just it, it didn't stop. How do you remember how long he was out? Like, how, how long his suspension was? Yeah, I have was, no idea. I think it was hefty. He was definitely a uh, yeah. It was quite. Suspension. It was quite some time. But he's definitely a different Pep. Yeah, I think now. he's a little bit different. I think he's more experienced. I think he learned his lesson also from the 2014 World Cup where he got sent off against Germany. Um, he has to keep his cool yeah. in the big games because Portugal suffered against the US, the U.S. in the second match without him. Right. He let up two goals, and I think he, he could have made a difference if he was there. In Pep's defense, do you want to know Ramos' numbers? Oh, jeez. cards uh, and yellow cards? Guy. Ramos didn't have a uh, red card in 2018. And he scored over 100 so, goals, too. In his career. In his career. For a second, I thought you were going to say this year, Joe. I hate that guy. So, Ramos, for his career, direct red cards. He's got seven. Okay. Do any? Of you, do you guys want to take a swing at how many yellows he 172. has? 172. More than Pep. 206 oh yellow cards Holy for Sergio Ramos over his career. Here. That guy's such an ass. What a oh, what he's a, such an ass. Uh, and how about yeah. all? Uh, how about all the yellow cards that he never got and should yeah, have right, got? Should have got. Absolutely. He probably would. He probably would have been booked oh, another geez. million times. Get out of here. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it on Pep. Right, Pep. Yeah, I mean Roma. Roma's been pretty much firing from all cylinders. Lately, they've been putting the ball in the back of the net. They're doing better. They're doing a lot better. That that young kid, Under, is that Jesse that's Under. his name? Under. Yeah. And then Zani Zaniolo. Zaniolo's incredible. Oh, he's what the a, he's their signing of of the summer right there. Zaniolo is doing great. What an incredible signing! So uh, we got uh, Porto's got to look out for that too. I mean, they're they're playing pretty hot right now. You never know, but I think with Bep and just adding more depth. To that defense, it's just going to help them out. Yep. I still think Porto is going to go through. All right, moving on. Diego Godin to Inter Milan. Ugh. From Atletico to Inter Milan. That makes me sick so to my stomach. That, so it's a transfer, but it's actually not happening during this transfer win- window. Right. So mm-hmm. Diego Godin is going to finish this season with Atletico Madrid, and he will, he will be with Inter for next season. Right. It's a... 
huge, huge move by Inter signing Godin. That is that's that's a massive move. Um, one of the, the top three defender on a free quote unquote free transfer. Um, that is great business by Inter, and they already have a really good defense, so that just makes it even better. They're going to be putting one of those. They're going to be putting Skriniar, Devry on the bench. That shit, that that depth there is huge. Yeah. Well, Miranda's Miranda's done. Mi- this, yeah. This he's this, a replacement yeah, he's for Miranda for sure. That's that's what it is. And, a thirty-two-year-old uh, center back who is still one of the elite center backs in the world, mm-hmm. who will probably give you two, maybe three more years of elite play, probably two. Yeah. For I'd a free transfer. We'll see how this year ends, but um, I think he'll he'll play great next season for them. I think he'll adapt well, and you know he he might not play all thirty eight games, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but he'll be ro- he'll definitely he'll get be his starting time. And, and he's um, played quite a bit for Atletico this season. Yeah, and um, I think there I think for the Champions League he's going to be used the most because he's he has so much experience and success yeah. there. Yes, he hasn't won. A trophy, but he's brought he's brought his team very far into that tournament a mm-hmm. couple of times, and I think one other time to the semifinals. Yeah. So, you know, this guy this guy has been there. He's done it. He has the experience. He has the quality, and you know, he has great leadership skills. So it's it's only a plus for Inter. It's a he, great business move. Here's the other thing that um, people haven't been mentioning, and it's uh it's definitely a possibility i've heard rumors keep in mind rumors that with diego godin moving to inter it's a you know a sign that maybe luciano spalletti inter's current coach isn't going to be there next year that they're going to try and sign diego simeone, simeone. from wow. atletico that's that is just a rumor but if you really think about it it makes a little bit of sense. Um, Inter want to, they want to compete. They want to compete on all fronts. And Diego Simeone would be the guy to do that. He would mm-hmm. definitely give them the experience they want in the league. And he has a Champions League pedigree. He's done well there. Like yes, you said, has an Italian league too. Yeah, he played for Inter for a number of years. So he has, he has ties to that club. So it would be like... And he speaks the language as well, so... Right. So he'd be coming home. And he'd also be in the same league as his son, which is bizarre. And he probably, if he does go to Inter... He'd be facing his son, son or do you think he'd buy his son? His son's, son's a, a young prospect, so he might... You think they'd buy him? That would be could. crazy. Could. It wouldn't be the first time that happen. ever happened, but... Yeah, you see how you see how that sort of all kind of makes sense? Milan's not too far from... Uh, from uh, Firenze, no, Italy's not that big a country. Nothing's <laughs> ever that far. But um, yeah, so you can you can see how all of that makes sense. Just a rumor, like I said. But we'll see at the end of you know we'll see at the end of the year what actually happens. Yeah, and uh, the end of the at the end of the day, this is a great move. Uh, yeah, great move for them. Yeah, yeah. and that's about it on Google. You know, for a good couple of years, Devry and Skriniar will only just get better under him. Last but not least, Mario Icardi and Iguain, both rumored to possibly move to Chelsea. Yep. Among so, other destinations. 
Yeah, and Chelsea's only going to get one of those. Those are the yeah. only um, if they get. Yeah, if they could even be get could be neither of them. This is, this is purely is also, just rumors at this yeah. point. It's kind of why we saved it for last. This but, is yeah. also assuming that Icardi doesn't sign a new contract with Inter. His yeah, wife. So slash, many things going on yeah. in this this whole Icardi's, spectacle year. Icardi's demanding kind of, a new contract. Yeah, he's what did he skip practice? No, he, he showed up late. Or showed up yeah, late. he got really, fined. That's protest. a really garbage move for a that's captain. That's Marotta. That's that's a garbage move for a right. captain. Yeah. But um, his wife slash agent is trying to get him a new deal. She's trying to get leverage wherever she can. If Inter were smart, they would they would do everything they can oh, to, to keep, keep him. Yeah, of course. Because he's also he's ma- he's not making anywhere near the amount of money that he should be making. The, top players in Serie A yeah. are making. And the FFP is knocking on their door. So Inter's in the hot so, seat to try and keep them. FFP, yeah. remind me again, financial, financial, financial fair, fair play. play. Yeah. It's um, just a set of guidelines that all the clubs Not that they're like, you know, in hot water. It's just, you know, they're just ringing they, the bell. Yeah. Ringing yeah. the door. Like, uh, hey, UEFA's <laughs> knocking on the door being like, hey, you can't really be doing all this stuff, you know. Yeah. So... But the, like we said, we don't know anything about Icardi potentially moving. There's a lot of complications with this. Um, this is assuming he doesn't sign a new deal. This is assuming that Chelsea are willing to pay his release clause with whatever money they have. This is also assuming that they don't sell Eden Hazard or they do sell Eden Hazard to Real Madrid or whoever. Yeah. There's a lot of things. Okay, Chelsea's so- only... Hope of keeping Hazard is getting a player like Icardi to convince Investing him to stay. In the future and maybe, yeah, young, because uh, young talent. Iguain's not the answer, you know. No, that is true. But I know Hazard also likes. He loves playing for Maurizio Sarri. He loves the style that he has. But then, like you said, that might not be enough to convince him. Real Madrid was his childhood club. He's always mm-hmm. said he wants to play there one day. Maybe they just buy him. Who knows? And he also said in the beginning of the season, to win the Ballon d'Or, you have to play in Spain. He did say that. He did. So say that. it's like, uh, can we touch a little bit more on Iguain? Because that's a that's a so, really interesting deal, but a very complicated one. That's what would that's be it. the benefit of bringing Iguain to the club. So, Iguain is still a really good striker. Um, definitely one of the best in Europe. Um, he knows Sari's system in and out because he's played for him before. Um, so it would be he wouldn't need to learn anything. He would fit right into the team. Um, he's still a twenty-plus goal a year striker. He has a fantastic work rate. He'll give you everything. Um, so the only real roadblock for Chelsea is probably his wages because he makes a lot of money. Um, he does. He makes a lot of money. If he were to transfer to Chelsea, that would actually make him automatically make him the fifth highest played paid player in the EPL. Yeah. So that uh, behind, I can pull it up here. Yeah. Uh, behind Alexis Sanchez at number one, uh, Ozil, Fogba, De Bruyne, and he would be in between De Bruyne and Lukaku. Lukaku's currently at number five right now. Wow. So that I mean that's. Honestly, aside from his age, he's he's not... Here's how I look at it with his age. He's 31, but he's a young 31. He's not 
he doesn't really show any signs of slowing down. He's still running all over the pitch. Um, he's still putting in his defensive time. He's running from defense to offense. Um, he just turned 31, yeah. just to, to back up your so point. He, yes, yeah, so he turned 31 young. in December, so he's, he's, a, he's, young he's a young 31. 31, correct. So he And he's not showing signs of slowing down, and that's, that's important. He still can contribute. And um, I feel like if he went to Chelsea, they they'd still get they'd get their money's worth. But he is worth it. I don't think he's worth it. I don't think he's worth it. I don't think anyone worth fifty million is only good for two seasons and then that's it. You know, um, yeah, Iguain is still a good player. I think he'd play great at Chelsea. Um, the cost is just to me. It, it just doesn't make sense for Chelsea to to get a player spend. 45 million or so just just to get him and then pay an outrageous amount of uh, of money for for his wages on top of that you're still looking forward to to paying wages for to paying wages and keeping um Eden Hazard alongside with him um it just it just doesn't it, it doesn't make sense Chelsea has a history of not giving an extension to to players a long-term extension to players that are in their 30s. True. You know, 31, 32 years old. And once Iguain gets there, I think he only has two years left on his contract. Once he gets there, he's going to want an extension. And what's Chelsea going to say about that? What are they going to do? Is that is that that's a that's a possible situation. That could be oh, a dilemma sure. in that locker yeah. room within that organization. And I don't think it's something that they want. Iguain can be a a, a short-term fix and more cheaper uh more cheap fix. Uh, for the short term, but I think right now Chelsea's really got to look into the long term if they want to keep Eden Hazard on that team. I think that's their number one objective. They need to bring in someone that could work alongside, that can build a good chemistry and take a little bit of the workload off of Eden Hazard because he, he's just doing too much for this team. Without Eden Hazard, this team is just not very good. Mm-hmm. They'd be behind Manchester United which is saying a lot because Manchester United this season hasn't been good. They've been picking it up, obviously, since sacking Mourinho. But being behind Manchester United wouldn't be wouldn't be good at all. It wouldn't be a good sign for the club. And Hazard Hazard's just is having the best year of his career right now. Yeah. And Hazard is twenty seven. He's pushing to the twenty you know, the late twenties. He wants to be on a championship winning team. And by championship I mean Champions League. Champions League. Not just the EPL. He's already he already has that. He already has that under his belt. He wants the Champions League. At least um, Chelsea are targeting the right people for the job because they know that they need a better striker, and they're targeting two of the best strikers around. So at least they're mm-hmm. doing that right. Yeah, they're doing that. But you know that 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 cost for Icardi is gonna is yeah. gonna cost a lot. But you know what? It'll. I think it'll be worth it for the club. I think they will succeed. They could. They could be a potential winner next year in the EPL and even in the in the Champions League. Think about this though: Hazard Hazard is, has been linked to 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 be going to Real Madrid next season. And you know who else is being linked with Real Madrid? Icardi, Icardi, and also Eriksson. So I think Real Madrid is looking to spend a lot of money this offseason. They are now put put it this way: Chelsea already has Hazard. They just need to extend his contract, pay a little bit more on his salary. Adding Icardi, they're just spending 110 million on a striker. Yeah, that wouldn't happen in January though. His he has a release clause, 
that's only good for the summer. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that could only happen in the summertime. Chelsea, I, I believe they, they have the money for this move. They need to make something big. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if they need to sell Hazard in order because to buy Ecosby. I so, don't know. It's like, it's so hard. You look at a team like Chelsea as prestigious and rich and and so prestigious, rich, and huge as they are. They're such a big club. And to see a player like Hazard wanting to leave because they're not as good, they're not as competitive as the rest of the big squads um, in Europe, it's like almost like a waste. And you have the potential of creating something so great at Chelsea with that player if you just go out and find that missing piece to replace Murata. Yeah. And you can still, they could still sell Murata and get some money in return. Yeah, they could. And apply it to a player like Icardi. Now, Iguain would be a great fit for one or two years, but Hazard will be twenty seven. Uh, will be twenty nine by the time Iguain tends, you know, would start It'll to be, fall off a yeah. little bit, and Hazard will still have a few more years, a few more great years. So, what's going to happen after that? So, they need to invest in something for the long run. There are definitely pros and cons to both. Definitely pros and cons. Yeah, my my final thought here before before we wrap this up. Obviously, Chelsea has a, a couple of different routes that they can go with this, and we still don't even know if either of these transfers will happen. Personally, if I was Chelsea, if I was the club, I would look to move Hazard in the offseason. I don't think Hazard wants to stay at Chelsea. It's just kind of like a, a gut feeling. Truthfully, I have no facts to back that up. Um, I don't think he wants to stay at Chelsea. I think he does want to move on to to Real Madrid. And they're they're gonna have to move him this off season in order to get mm-hmm. money in return. Yeah. Because if they wait and do something for next year's Good transfer point. window, yeah, his value will only go even, down. His value will go even down, or right. Um, no, yeah, exactly he'll they'll end up they'll end up missing out because I think Hazard's gonna leave, and if they wait too long, he's gonna end up leaving on a free transfer. Yeah, yeah so that's could, the worst. Yeah, they that's could get the absolute top. worst. For them. So I yeah, think this summer they could get top dollar for right. a good. Point. And that's that's why I think this summer you try to you try to make plans for your future, or, or you you sell Hazard and you start making plans for your future. You sell Hazard and you use that money to buy the next face of your franchise. Right. So, good point. But on that note, we will wrap things up. So guys, as always, uh, our Twitter is at rcr underscore podcast and instagram is at red card report and, and lastly if any of you guys want to go and on apple podcasts or spotify or whatever uh hit the subscribe button uh, give us a like give us a review five stars would be much much appreciated uh, but definitely if you guys get the chance you know hit the subscribe button for us it'll help us out quite a bit um yeah thanks guys uh, yeah any any final thoughts guys I'm Nope. All right. That's it. 